Welcome to the One Church Podcast. We're glad you could join us today for another epic message of grace. If you enjoyed today's word, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. It helps others like you find our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram by following us at OneChurchVB or join the discussion on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash OneChurchVB. For more information about One Church, go to OneChurchVB.com. Now, for today's epic message of grace. Here at One Church, we believe your tithes should belong in your home church. If you feel led to give, tithes and offerings can be contributed online through the Venmo app, available both on Apple and Google. Just search for One Church VB to find us today. You are now about to experience a Rick Stone original. Please enjoy. Hey, One Church, it is Saturday night, and thank you for joining us. I hope you're having a great week, no matter where you're listening from. I hope you've already been commenting down below, saying hey to one another. If not, if you're driving, I'm glad you're joining us just listening in. Tonight, we're going to be continuing in Colossians chapter 1. I hope my goal for tonight is for you to feel uplifted, for you to understand how good God is and and not just how good he is, but how powerful he is. I think sometimes we let life and what's right in front of us get in our way, but when we really look at the word and let the word speak to us, let God speak to us through the word, he reveals himself just a little bit more each time I, I read it, and I hope each time you read it, you get a little bit bigger revelation of how powerful he is. And I think you need to understand his power. I mean, I don't think we'll ever fully understand his power, but in your life, whatever situation you're going through, I hope you understand he is powerful. He can take control at any time, but you have to allow him to take control. But tonight, we're going to be continuing to talk about Jesus, the greatest of all time, the GOAT. And I hope, like I said, I hope you walk away feeling uplifted because I know after reading this, I felt uplifted. So let's dig right into it. I'm going to read in uh, Colossians 1. We're going to start in verse 15. Here we go. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. I think when we realize who our Savior is by reading that, all that is about Jesus and, his, and how everything is built through him, for him. And, God, and Paul is talking about how everything is for Jesus. Everything was built through him and Jesus is our Savior and we give our life to God. And in life, sometimes we forget that our situations can be handed over to him. We forget that all things, everything that we're going through can be handed over to him. That, that firstborn is more, it, 
when when you look at it in context of what firstborn means, isn't necessarily he was the firstborn ever. It it's kind of like he had that firstborn right. It's more of a position that he has filled being the firstborn. He is in that position where he has the authority. And that's why we know that's where salvation came through. And if we look at Jesus, like that authority that he has, that we get to have ourselves because of Jesus, not because we're special. Like we did something good. We went out and did our good, uh, good deeds for the week. So now we have our superpowers back. No, it's because of how good Jesus is and how everything points to the cross. If you read the Old Testament, it's all pointing to the cross and what Jesus did. Everything after the cross, what we're doing, our lives should point back to the cross. And when we insert that into our lives and understand it's all through Jesus, it's all because of Jesus, we we can have less stress in our life. We can have less worry in our life. All powers, all authorities go through Jesus. It's not us trying to get on Facebook and keyboard warrior it and push through or try to put on a facade somewhere. It's no, it's all through Jesus. It's how great and the power that is held in Jesus. We need to understand the power can be inserted into our lives also at any time. Jesus is in that position. He is firstborn. He is, everything is created with him and it's very, uh, it's very easy for us to lose that. What the enemy will try to do is confuse you or distract you. Anything to get your eyes off of Jesus. See, the issues with the church in this time why Paul's writing is we're, we're trying to look at this invisible God that, that we can't fully comprehend. And, and how does Jesus fit into this situation, right? Uh, when when you're a new Christian, you may not fully understand what's this uh, three in one. You got the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Like, who? how does Jesus fit in? And for them, it's what there were so many false teachers at the time. There were so many words coming from all different directions that wasn't the word. And these people would just pour into their lives, but it wouldn't be anything good. It would be distracting. And it was hard to understand how does Jesus fit into the situation, which is kind of ironic because we know as Christian, Jesus is the situation. Jesus is everything. But the enemy will come in and try to distract you. You ever read something and you're like, am, am I losing my mind? Or, or, and you have to be reminded of who Jesus is. We go to the word and, and remember, remind ourselves of who he is because he is the image of the invisible God. It's helps us understand that Jesus was 100% God and 100% man, and it gave us a, a visual representation of who God is, and here he is in front of us, but they were trying to be distracted. In our lives, it's so easy not to know what the right thing is, and it can look like the, the good thing, and it and you pick it up, and everything's right. Like uh, A big thing is, is I, I really like sneakers. You go and look at certain sneakers from a picture, it looks like the right thing, everything looks good, you know, you make sure that check mark is in the right place or what have you, and then you pick it up and then all of a sudden the material just doesn't feel quite right. You know that you, you could slip it on and you're like, these aren't as, com something is a little off here. And two months down the road, those shoes fall apart because they're fake and they're, 
They're just a replica version of the real thing. And that's what the enemy tries to do to us. He tries to, to give you the replica and our Holy Spirit kind of the Holy Spirit inside of us feels something. Oh, that, that material doesn't feel quite right. Or something doesn't feel quite right. And that's where we get our headspace. But when we go to the Word and let God tell us who He is. And, and in our lives, it'll be pushed through. The real thing is always better, always more valuable. And the enemy can only try to replicate it. And it's never going to be the same. The enemy puts things in our lives and distracts us to try to make it feel like it's the right thing. And there's things in our lives that are put there and it's, we try to use that for the comfort rather than Jesus. We try to use this, that, oh, if I, if I do this, if I work better at that, if I try harder at this, then I will be blessed. But it's when we focus and rest into what, who Jesus is, the works come after that. And when we put our rest into his grace and his love, that's what it is. True love for that agape love from Jesus, it can never be duplicated. You only can get that from Jesus. You can't get that from a friend, from a family member, not even a spouse. That is from G that is straight there from Jesus. You have to get it from the tap, if you will. And that has to come from Jesus. It can't come from anywhere else. The world tries to fill that. Now, this is the thing. There's things that make me happy. There's things you can go out and buy. Yes, you go buy a new shoe. You put it on. It feels great. I'm not condemning you to buy a thing or do something that's fun and makes you feel good. But I'm talking about that everlasting. I need, I need direction in my life. I have decisions to make. There's something that needs to happen. And I need to put my focus on who Jesus is. And right here, what it's telling me is Jesus has authority over everything. And when I surrender my life to him as a Christian, I get to, have, I get to borrow that because of who Jesus is. So I can look at things in my life and say, well, the Bible says, well, Jesus says, and I can put that and implement it into my life. But like I said, the enemy will always try to distract you from that. Will always make try to make you question and be that that whisper in your ear to distract you, and that's why why you look at uh, life is more of the race. It's the long the long game, and not the immediate because we're we're so right now. We want we want satisfaction right now. God's not a genie. He's a friend. He's a lover. He's our Jesus is our savior. It's a relationship, which is beautiful. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue uh, in verse 18. And he is the head of the body. This is referring to Jesus. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his bloodshed on the cross. So God just told us basically how important Jesus is, right? Like if there's an importance meter somewhere, it's Jesus and everything else, right? This is, that's maybe a silly illustration, but it's Jesus is the most important. Everything was made. If I made something for you, you must be pretty important. God made all of this for Jesus. And everything is through Jesus. He, ultimate supreme. 
He did everything. And what did he do with all this authority and everything that he had at his hands? What did he do? He went to the cross and died. He shed his blood so we could have a relationship with him. If you think of something like that, who Jesus is, if, if you put me in that situation and you put me and give, you know, get, give me everything I have, you give me the nice cars, the nice house, you know, I'm, I'm going a little out there, but give me all the power and everything. That's going to be really hard to give up. That's going to be a hard thing to sacrifice for someone unless you truly love that person. And Jesus truly loves you. He reconciled our sin, not his sin. He reckoned because he didn't have any our sin. He reconciled that by taking it to the cross. He's on the cross and people were getting saved. He's talking to two men next to him. And one of them says, I believe that 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 person may have made a horrible life. Clearly a horrible life decision made horrible decisions in his life and he chose to believe in Jesus who is perfect everything was for him everything is for him and he's on a cross hanging there nails piercing his skin bleeding after being beaten humiliated not not just died but truly humiliated through life. Imagine just the, think of the most embarrassing moment in your life and multiply that by a million. Humiliated in the streets, beaten. He, ha he, he has the keys to everything was built for him. And imagine him going down the street, being beaten and dying on the cross for you. For me, how humbling and how much grace is poured out through that. How much your situations that are going on right now that you that we can say, you know what, I, I can surrender it to him. He, he loves me that much. I can surrender that to him. There's so much confusion going on and it's in the church back then. It's in, It can be in the church now and I don't mean that as in a vague statement. I mean in people deception happens with us it ha happens to the best of us and when we realize the simplicity of christianity a perfect man full man full god went to the cross and died because he loved you everything was built for him firstborn he had he had the rights to the kingdom and he said, I'm going, I'm willing to go to the cross because I need these people reconciled. I need a relationship with them. This invisible God now has a physical form and it was Jesus. And everything flows through the cross and he poured everything he had for you. That is 100% agape, all loving for you. And there's no one, no thing you can get that from. And if you're not a Christian, you may have been searching for that thing. If you are a Christian, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's moments where we don't, where we, I don't want to say forget, but we just don't focus on it as much. We don't rest in his grace as much. 
and we kind of oh, and we kind of get in this funk, if you will. I mean, 2020 was a easy place to get into, and and it's so easy to slip into that. But when we focus on who Jesus is and what He did, I I think it kind of can take the stress out of our lives, and it can it can realize who has my back, who has Jesus does. That's why I want to lay down my life for him. Not because he's forcing me to, but because he absolutely loves me. And now I want to lay my life, now I want to give my life to Jesus. And if we, if I could get people to understand, and I say that as I, as we, as the church, could get people to understand that, that it's, that it's God absolutely loves you. It's not about rules and regulations. It's not about this and that. It's about a God in heaven who absolutely loves you. That's his son to the cross, willingly died, rose again. We have the Holy Spirit with us here. If people could understand that, if I could wake up every day and fully understand that, right? Like even as a Christian, I'm not just, oh, if, but if you could just at least taste that love, I promise you life will be forever changed. Life can be confusing. Life can deceive you, but Jesus never will. He stays the same. How different are we from a year ago? How different is society from a year ago? Completely different. Jesus stays the same. How different it may be in six months. Jesus stays the same. Good or bad, right? Whether life gets better or life gets worse, God stays the same. And that is a rock. That's who we can go to. That's who's there and stays the same. And thank God he does. Because people with emotions, we, we change and we jump around, but we can always go back and just turn on worship music and block everything else out or go to our word, go to the word and, and read it and just, God, just show me something. Reveal yourself and he will every time. So if, if you're a Christian, I encourage you to, to just focus on who Jesus is this week. Whether it's tonight, tomorrow when you wake up, this week when you're having a rough time, focus on who Jesus is and how much he loves you. The works will come after that. You'll want to do good deeds after that. He loves you first. Good deeds flow after that. If you're not a Christian, I want to, want to invite you to pray with me tonight to accept Jesus in your life. And I promise you it'll be the best decision you've ever will make. Because I can say that for me for sure. And there's plenty of people watching that that'll agree with me. And if you do throw a comment down there, yay or yeah, I agree or whatever. Make, don't leave me hanging, all right? But I want to encourage you to accept Jesus in your life. Now I'm going to pray. And if, and if you accept Jesus, you can post a comment or you can message us. We don't say you have to join the church. We just want to encourage you on your walk and this journey. And, but in, salvation will be tonight. It says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you will be saved. I can't judge your heart. It, it's, that's between you and God, but we can confess with our mouth together. So let's pray. God, we thank you for Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for going to the cross, that, that you have everything and you bankrupt heaven onto the cross. You spilt your blood to reconcile our lives. And we thank you for that, that our shortcomings was fulfilled by who you are. And we thank you that you love us. You are our Savior. Jesus, we give our lives to you. In the name of Jesus.
Amen. It's that simple. God loves you. I hope you have a great week. I hope you're encouraged at the very least. Dig into the word. See you next week. God bless. Thank you for joining us for another epic message of grace. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen so others can find us too. We'll be back next week with another incredible message. Until then, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at OneChurchVB or find out more information about One Church at OneChurchVB.com. Have a great week.